0: to episode 14 of the Food Coma Podcast. Uh, Today we welcome a comedian uh, and co-creator of the Happily Demarried Podcast, also a fellow Yarmouth townie, uh, Nellie Edwards. Hello. How are you? I'm great. (laughs) Yeah, this is exciting.
1: Yeah, I get out of the house, I get to go a half mile away.
0: Yeah, you and I are both townies. Yeah, we are. You know, Yarmouth is very exciting and everything, but, you know, sometimes we have to change it up a little bit
1: it's kind of hard to be a townie here because
0: well i guess you're not from here
1: no you are
0: i am that's i think that's what makes me a townie and you're not a townie
1: i'm not a townie but i'm not really a yarmouth person either because i don't do triathlons and i don't like you know okay
0: so this is this is a fun thing i did i've seen your stand-up so you do stand-up comedy you've been doing it since what 2006 yeah uh and i've seen you perform at uh gather in yarmouth I have not seen your, any of your Pat's Pizza shows, but the one I was going to go got canceled um, for whatever. Well, wow, I've
1: really like I've really made it. I've be, I've done shows a quarter mile from here, and then how far is Pat's? Uh,
0: 0.7 miles. <laughs> <laughs> well, you and I both have it's a lot of, of uh, history here. I, I did stand up a lot from between two thousand three and eight, and then I kind of. If you're going to if you're going to really try to make a go of it, it's pretty rugged, especially if you're up here in the Northeast. Like, I mean, less so now than it was back then because of YouTube and everything. But still, you kind of need to be in Chicago, in L.A., you know, someplace, you know, in in New York. But and also the other thing is when you actually start traveling to do shows, um, the amount you get paid barely covers like a quarter of a tank of gas. Um, oh, I, I mean, I had to go to New so York for money. tryouts for these
1: four because I was on a my third time on a stage was uh, the Laugh Factory in New York because I made it onto this show. That Which was show like is it? Horrific. You haven't seen it, Nick at Night, search like, for the funniest mom in America. Okay, 2006. I knew what it
0: was called, but I didn't know a lot about it. I didn't don't watch a lot of Nick at Night since <laughs> no Donna no Reed has this. been off. I don't watch it, you know. It
1: was it was awful. I don't know why that channel got canceled. The entire channel <laughs> they canceled back. Nickelodeon. <laughs> yes, really. <laughs> it was Nick at Night.
0: Oh, oh, okay. that was a separate channel because yeah. Nick at Night used to be on Nickelodeon, but it was just at nighttime. I don't know. You Nick can't at Night find was like Donna Reed, uh, Leave It to Beaver, <laughs> and like the. My three sons, or Dennis the Menace, or something—I don't know—black and white stuff.
1: Yeah, um, Katie Seagal was our mom. That was she won. No, she was the host. Like they ah. had a real famous, you know. It was, you know, from Married with Children. That
0: chick. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, love her. Yeah, yeah, she's a great mom.
1: She's in the show. Uh, yeah, I don't know if she's a mom. She wasn't very <laughs> nice to us. Oh so. really? Yeah, that's she, disappointing
0: to know. Actually,
1: she was on that show. She got like two hundred and fifty thousand dollars to show up for like uh eight <clears throat> hours of work what a didn't. random mom to choose don't you think i didn't even know she was a mom i mean well, i think it's from mom married, married with, with children yeah she's a mom on there but roseanne barr with it was the next year
0: again is she actually a mom, or is she just a she mom is. on TV? Because I don't know. I know nothing about her spawn, or yeah, any of them. Dude, if so you're that doing, was rugged.
1: It was rough because if you're a mom and you're doing comedy, you're not good. You're not good. Uh, I mean, I,
0: I hate to agree with you, uh, but ninety percent of the time, it can be pretty painful. A lot of the mom comedy I've I've seen. It's bad. Yeah, there was there were definitely some people that when I was doing a lot of it, if I, they were in the on that show when they that was when I'd go out to smoke a cigarette, uh, was when they would go up because I'm like I can't listen like, to I
1: can't do mom humor.
0: Like, but the just... thing is, you can do it though because when I saw you, what I was the reason I was I was talking about this is when I saw you, you were really funny with the mom humor, and you also have this definition of um, Yarmouth, Maine. You talk about Yarmouth people like we used to talk about Falmouth people. Like, Yarmouth didn't used to have that reputation like you portray the Yarmouth mom club as. Mm -hmm. The club I'm not a member of. I think you are. (laughs) Aren't you an honorary member of that club now? I feel like you are. I feel like you're well-received in those circles. Really? I I mean, nobody's... I've never heard a bad word. (laughs) You know, and I I I You're friends with out. a lot of moms. I'm friends, friends with a lot of moms. You know, I live vicariously. <laughs> I don't. I just need to be reminded why I'm not a dad. Dude, a lot. you have like one friend who's a mom. I have so many mom friends. You <laughs> do? I mean, oh. I've got enough. Okay. Well, the, inevitably, uh, most of my friends are becoming friend moms. But that's, you know. <laughs> I little, think little a lot
1: people of do. people, um, I think a lot of people in their own town, not just Yarmouth, they think they don't fit in. And so that kind of outcasty kind of like I really don't fit in here because look at the like if I happen to drive someone to the airport at like 445 in the morning and I see people running with flashlights on their heads, which in the is winter, inherently
0: dangerous in my opinion. Well, that's
1: who they deserve to be made fun of yes. or run over. But I, I just feel like, you know, there's a secret like thing and I don't belong like it's like I
0: don't. Yeah, I mean, there's a secret thing in, like, the Church of Jesus Christ and Latter-day Saints that you don't belong in. It doesn't mean you want to belong to it. There's a lot of secret things that you don't want to belong to.
1: It's true, but, like, my kids don't play the violin or speak seven languages, and you know.
0: I know some moms whose kids definitely don't play violin (laughs) and don't speak—they barely speak English, some of these kids. (laughs) You know, I see some of these kids, and I'm just like, I yeah, there's no way— I could, I don't know, just the whole kid mentality, teenage mentality. Now, as you probably know very well, it's I, I'm assuming easier to deal with if they're yours. I don't know.
1: Um, <laughs> I have this motto like okay. I I, and I try to do this at work and I try to do it like I try to do it everywhere. Like, don't take it personally. Because my theory is like when I go into my kids room, like Anyone who was their mom, I just happen to be their mom. Anyone who was their mom would be getting treated like this. So I'm just like, oh, uh, like, and so they can pretty much do uh, like, like, bring it on. I'm just not yeah. gonna. I I think that a lot of parenting for me, and it might not be right, is not reacting.
0: Oh, well, I feel like this actually is a is a is a good segue into your podcast, which is uh, called Happily Demarried. It's about your divorce from your wife, uh, Dan, my husband, wife, um, <laughs> sister, wife, sissy. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Dan. Anyway, uh, and uh, you
1: know this is so yeah, funny because when we when we first broke up, somebody spread somebody in Fama spread the rumor that I left him for a woman.
0: Yeah. see. And that was and that's actually one of your episodes is uh,
1: yeah, Dan was so happy about rumors.
0: That. Yes. yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, I feel like most men are usually less upset about that because you feel like it's more out of your control. It's not like somebody prefers another man's co- exclusive company over yours. You just weren't right altogether, and that and you can't change that.
1: Exactly. You know, like so he like, goes, like, "Well, I don't have a vagina, so I could never could have stayed married." So it's a win-win. Yeah, and
0: then you had you have to break it to him that that wasn't the case. <laughs> he knew. He oh, okay. knew. Okay. All right. But the reason <laughs> I, I bring it up, so you're talking in this, you have this very um, uh, the whole idea of being able to take a step back, uh, identify. Things as feelings and emotions and watch them maybe go by rather than reacting and behaving on every single impulse you have. Well, I that, can't
1: always do that, though, Joe. Like well, I'm you know, saying well, nobody can. Nobody's yeah,
0: perfect. That's a dream world. But, you, but that's
1: what I I'm aware of yeah. that being helpful. But what you were just
0: talking about with your kids reflects that. And and the way that you and and Dan, your discussions on the podcast reflective, that's a very rational mentality from my perspective.
1: Thank you. Yeah.
0: I think it's, and I think it's, it's, it's almost good advice for anybody and <laughs> not just people who are divorced.
1: Uh, uh, we have a lot of people that listen to it that are actually married. Yeah. Yeah. Well,
0: it's like, it, yeah, it's, I mean, it's a great way to maybe, you know, prevent getting divorced. And I, I've never really thought, see, I just think marriage is, has so much to do with religion sometimes that I'm like, I think it's good people get divorced because <laughs> I don't really get it. Uh, it just makes it like more difficult legally to break up uh being married i think that's what it means to me <laughs> it's just going to be really difficult to leave this person um when you inevitably get tired of each other
1: well marriage to me is like just like really like things like like they chew loudly and it their the sound of their chewing is like louder than it ever has been or their been.
0: side profile when they eat
1: it's <laughs> just little things that I I never knew you chewed that loud, and now I'm married to you. like it was yeah. it was a shock.
0: I think that almost the key to being married is still maintaining your own separate residences. Like it's like everybody needs some time. Maybe you stay show, stay over each other's houses a lot. Yeah, but like I don't know. Like you have to have some place to go. I think unless you have a really big house.
1: I think relationships are whatever you decide they are, and if yeah. you find someone that can can jibe with what you're into, then go for it. You know, like yeah.
0: it's well that's I suppose, you know, that's sort of stating the obvious, you know, purpose of a relationship. And a lot of times it's, you know, it's not something that you find out until a year, six months, or maybe you're dating for three years and then you finally move in <laughs> together. You know, there's a lot of there's always a it's always a voyage of discovery um <laughs> until it's not.
1: Uh, and I think when you're young, you think, oh, everything, especially like in my case, and I don't know, this is because I'm a, a woman or what, but I was like, everything's going to get better once we're married. Well, <laughs> I like, think it's natural to
0: be to want to be optimistic about it. Because it's also a pain different. in the ass to break up with somebody and start dating somebody else <laughs> sometimes. You're yeah. Like, oh, this will work out. I mean, right? Yeah. <laughs> Right, right.
1: <laughs> yeah, relationships are 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 tough. I mean, I think my best relationship is my divorce, and I think that's um, it's great. There's no strife. Like I don't yeah. sit and like it doesn't keep me up at night. Like, well, nobody
0: nobody ever says as they say nobody ever says uh you know my divorce is falling apart.
1: <laughs> well, I know some bad divorces. There are some though. bad divorces, really bad. Yeah, that just keep like. People divorce for years who are still oh, the dragging each other. people who, like,
0: drag it out. I mean, because you can really legally, if you want to, I've witnessed this from somebody so I was I. dating with their ex-husband. And you can really, they, they make it, they give you a lot of options to make the other person's life really miserable for they a really do. long time. And I don't think, I don't think that's right. <laughs> but I mean, I guess all these things are designed for situations when they're necessary. But it's usually people who, when it's unnecessary, who hijack them. And take advantage of them, all the little things that make it so it just can't be over. Yeah. You just want it to be over.
1: If they just want to like see him in court and like, look how good I look. I lost 10 pounds. Or just Jenny Craig. Yeah.
0: Or just be like, you'll never be rid of me (laughs) until I find somebody better. (laughs) Then we can end it. (laughs) That is so healthy. Yeah. Isn't it? It's a very, uh, that's not me. I mean, I've never been married. So I don't know. So just just which I'm sure is very surprising to you. Uh <laughs> and all of our listeners, I can't believe this guy You, you know. know what? There's
1: there's women knocking at the door right now.
0: They're yeah. They They're, know
1: where you live.
0: Well they do, yes. <laughs> there's it's just there's now a lot they of, know
1: you're single.
0: Yeah. I mean they all know that, you know, I've for 26 years been in a very serious relationship with booze and you're always going to come in number two to that so <laughs> eventually you figure that out and you're like i'm not going to win this battle uh no, until he figures she, his shit out
1: it, booze she's sexy
0: man she's she doesn't powerful. have to knock like i she bring her right into the house um she, yeah she doesn't like talk she's so oh. sweet she makes you feel good yeah i mean you know it's funny i feel like I could literally take any song about a relationship and insert alcohol for the person that the song's about. And it's applicable to me. Like, it's just such a roller coaster. It becomes it in the beginning. It's, you know,
1: but it's for, fun. Yeah, it is. In the beginning, it's fun. Boys and booze are not far apart. But, you know, for me, but it's um, it just it's hard to explain. But it's it it is like having booze is like like a boyfriend, but like a really bad abusive one
0: yeah it's like the one that everybody's like i can't believe she went back to him like you know like and then you start hiding it from people because you're embarrassed about it because they can't believe you keep going back
1: yeah come in the back door yeah I, I, i i oh i dated some really like my friends would drop me off we'd go party and then they'd drop me off and they'd go you're going to bed right and i'm like yeah yeah and you go to bed, right? And I'd have to like walk yeah. across town. That always this. works. It always
0: works to interrogate the person and make something <laughs> seem extra forbidden. That's definitely the best route to take with any I'll drunk. I'll definitely I think. stay you know? away. <laughs> oh, I'll definitely stay because you said so. I'm definitely not gonna do the thing you told me not to do. Yeah, that's really smart. How yeah. long have you been not drinking?
1: Um, five years.
0: Yeah, that's a that is a serious milestone, five years.
1: Yeah, five years is it's it's a lot.
0: Yeah. I just I feel like it's impossible to maintain a healthy relationship if you are a heavy drinker, because I think that even if the other person is, too, because I just feel like it's absolutely impossible to be present when you're drunk. Like you're always
1: but that's you're always
0: internalizing and you're always like making it about you, even if you're trying to listen, like you can't just be there for somebody else. Like it's just a very and then the morning it's all about your feelings and your hangover and not like, you know, the whole world's falling on you. And, like, who really wants to be – I mean, that person's that person's fun until he start, starts talking about it a lot. You know, if you just see me hung over and we're drinking a lot, you might think it's really fun. And then eventually you're going to start knowing me well enough to be like, oh, every time he gets hammered, he's miserable. <laughs> and, like, yeah, this and isn't fun for him at all, really. Because
1: there's not room for that many people in the relationship. Because no. it makes – it like, uh, I just – Uh, But that was the the point of drinking, is to, like, escape that. Yeah. It's such a
0: great... Oh, yeah. I mean, that's the first thing you do when you're in a bad relationship. And you finally, when that person leaves to go away for a week, the first thing you do is go to the liquor store and you're like, hooray for me. And then you have to play that game of sounding sober on the phone in two hours and try to get the phone call in before you start slurring. Um, those are good. Those are good talks. And then you forget that you had They called later and you picked up the phone because that was smart. And now yeah. you've got, you know.
1: But on the other side, I don't think quitting drinking is for everyone.
0: Oh, no, it's, it's definitely not. just like not. I don't
1: think stand-up is.
0: No. It's, it's the two <laughs> most. definitely. It's It's the two
1: most hellish things
0: I've done in my life. It's the two things that when they're going well, they're the greatest things ever. And when they're going badly, it's the absolute worst shit. It's like a
1: bad trip. But I like that. um, I kind of like chaos, you know, like the chaos of drinking was really fun. Uh, You'll never experience that
0: chaos sober. like i like being kind of sketchy sometimes i mean like a sketchy weekend where you're like with somebody and you don't really leave each other for like three days and it's like this just long continuous just and then you kind of just separate but it was like oh that was fun and kind of dirty and sketchy and, and you know and that yeah. that doesn't happen without mm-hmm. alcohol i mean or substances of some kind
1: it can it's just hard it's just Oops. you remember it and then yeah. you're like it's no. different yeah it's different yeah, I don't. I don't recommending. I don't recommend quitting drinking for every everyone because then you have to like work on yourself, spend a lot of time with yourself yeah. alone. Yeah. Because when you're drinking, you're not alone. Like really, it, it's like a boyfriend. It's it
0: absolutely like absolutely
1: is so awesome. Like hey, we're like everything, all that stuff I was worried about is gone. Yeah, but but once you I don't know if you could drink it and you stick with it like I'm I'm happy I don't like I just couldn't I've never stuck with anything this long and so I can't
0: well you came out the other side I think that a lot of people you know like when I've gone long periods without and I've been dating somebody I'm like oh I must be really fun to be around because I have no idea what to do this is like you know the girl's like why do I have to make the plans every night I'm like because I only <laughs> know about one thing <laughs> and when I'm not doing it I don't know what to do with myself <laughs> I'm like it's I have no true. idea there's so much. I just don't know what to do. Dude, I have no idea. There's so
1: much time.
0: There is so much time. God, that you have to fill and you're like, well, let's just watch another episode of The Office. <laughs> or like, we go. Like, or let's eat again. <laughs> or you, you go
1: away for a weekend and, le- and you're like, okay, we ate. And now it's like. What
0: do we do now? <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing. Oh my God, it's just like the worst. But at the same time, I think the whole point of it is getting to the point where you realize that how insane that is when <laughs> you're like i'm going to an amazing like place and the only thing i can think about is the exact same thing i do at home by myself <laughs> you know that's gonna make or break my trip you know i'm traveling to yeah. amazing places in the world and i just like it's gonna be ruined if i can't like
1: because this tequila is so different here yeah it's very it it's gonna
0: feel very different and it's gonna be really nice to be hung over uh in this really nice hotel room
1: uh, I got to say, I'm spoiled. Uh, I feel like I'm spoiled not drinking because I had a really cool, cool dude who helped me so much, like just just kind of shed all the BS. And, uh, you know, I'd be like, I'm not I'm not this and I'm not that. And he's like, he would always just say, are you better off not drinking? And like, yeah, I, I am. That's as far as I go. I don't really like label myself, whatever. But I'm also spoiled because I have kids yeah. and there there's it's a huge incentive uh, incredibly huge i mean because mm-hmm. they can they can do what they do and i'm not like as gus calls it like a wino mom
0: yeah it's more important we're... to be present for them than your significant other for sure
1: yeah and 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 at the end of the day it has to be about yourself or it's not going to work i mean they're going to go to college they'll be gone in two years and i'm going to be sitting here like all right so what w- w- why aren't I just, you know what I mean? Like yeah. you have to do it for yourself. It can't be for some Absolutely. significant
0: other or for some. Much like uh, being in a relationship. Yeah. Like sometimes it's like they see stay together for the kids. And I think that can actually be in the long run making things worse for the kids than if you could. Have something like you and Dan have, where you can come to terms with things and be the thing about, about kids
1: it. is that even a seven year old isn't is isn't stupid, and right. I think people think they are. They're they stupid. know you shouldn't be married. Yeah. dude. they're yeah. seven yeah. and they're like, they, if like, your
0: mother would stop being such a b i t c h, <laughs> like she can spell.
1: <laughs> I I think kids, that's not a reason to stay together. They li- no, absolutely I mean, not. Yeah, there's times that uh, I'm like, there's things I miss, but. If you still can be with your ex and still have family, I mean, we have we hang out with his girlfriend and my boyfriend. Like we have, it's just life. It's just yeah.
0: like uh, this is. Uh, you no. can go one of two ways. You can go the the way you were talking about and sabotage and all, and eventually expend more effort and energy yourself mm-hmm. and ruin your own life trying to ruin you know somebody else's, or you can just kind of let it go and be like, this is something that happened and. Now this is happening and on your podcast so an example of the uh the topics you uh you everything from self-doubt which you start off with um and it's almost kind of like the, some of the phases um choosing your tribe is really interesting as far as like the divvying up of the friends after or where you know who you choose to be around yeah is if gonna you're gonna project.
1: If, if you're gonna be around mean divorced like in my group. Like mean divorced women who are all in court dragging their husbands looking for whatever they're looking for. Like you, you're going to be like that. Just like if you're around people that like, oh, she's like, you know, healthy people at work who are like, you know, walking on their lunch break. Oh, I guess I'll go with them. Like, or you, you, you do what you, you, you kind of do the habits of other people. You kind of pick up what they're doing. So if you're hanging out with dragons, you, you're going to be a dragon.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And even if it takes effort in the beginning to go take that walk, <laughs> you know, you can <laughs> exactly. see the light at the end of the tunnel. Um,
1: but I've had a lot of cool women in Yarmouth. Like I was, it, the, do you remember the Royal Bean? That's my favorite coffee shop ever. It was, I don't it was don't the Royal don't. Bean was right right by the railroad crossing. It was it's living just here. a nice. Yeah, I wasn't
0: living here. I think when that was open, no, That's it was great. That um, was so. Was that like a communal? Yeah, it was cool. It yeah. was And
1: it was good coffee. And yep. actually, Dan, it, when Dan and I were first divorced, we'd meet there every morning because we were not really organized. And so I'd have one cleat and he'd have the other cleat and Poppy's hair wasn't brushed. And you know what I mean? Like yeah, we would Poppy's meet your daughter. Yeah. So we'd meet and and kind of like parent together, like because I'm missing pieces and he's missing pieces. And so we're still a family. We're just like living in separate houses. But um I was in there one day and, and there was a group of women and they were like, can you come sit with us? And I sat down and they were all in the middle of divorces and they're like, how do you get along? How do you get along with your ex-husband? And I was like, oh, I'm like, you're getting divorced. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. it was like, oh, wow, there's a lot. And and there I just said, a lot, yeah. it's a choice. Like, just stop. Like, just get along. Like, a lot of people have asked me that. How do you do it? Like, y- you say, like, you're divorced for a reason. and and. I'm thankful that, you know, we're both thankful we don't want to live together. And so you start there like, cool, I can be happy. And is, you know, is who he's dating or who I'm dating, are they cool to the kids? That's all I care about. Yeah. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, I think that'd be a pretty big red flag if somebody was not cool (laughs) to your kids. I I know,
1: but it happens a lot. Does it? Oh, God, yes. On TV. (laughs) <laughs> i was like do you have any good
0: stories about somebody being not cool to your kids or
1: oh you know like chicks that pick their you know the the new boyfriend over their kids you know like stuff like yeah, that like you're right. just like don't do that But that's
0: also kind of a reflection of who you are to begin with so you know you're going to be that person one way or another if you would do that to begin with you know Because yeah. you're definitely coming from a very selfish <laughs> place that you know right and that won't change
1: yeah it's um yeah, I love Dan's girlfriend. Like super cool, super cool to my kids. Like it's, it's like having. I look at it as like cool. I don't like it's like having someone. It's like having help yeah. almost. Do you? Did know what you I
0: mean? have to get to the point with him where you just like you know when it finally when you did you just hate each other, or did you stop it before that was the case?
1: No, we've never hated each other. Okay, so I've never. I think a
0: lot of people take it to the point where they hate each other so much and they hate each other's existence that it probably makes it harder for them to be civil after the fact
1: well needless to say (laughs) i was the problem i mean and it, it took me years to to i remember sitting there and i was like oh like blaming everyone and blaming this and blaming that and then i was like oh this is like once you realize like and everyone is the problem because that's the only, I am yeah. I can't control anything, but well, you do. once I realized I was the problem, it was a lot easier to kind of repair and move on. But we just kind of, we kind of just lived separately in the same house. There was never, I never, I've never hated them. I never will. Yeah. Like, and I, um. there's also been deep respect, like we respect each other and we, um. I've never talked badly like i would never say to my kids like i just he's he's cool it's like a brother
0: yeah. you know well it's, it's very i mean it's very very clear when you listen to your podcast or watch you to interact i mean i would never doubt any of that is the case
1: it's all because of him though like i've i've had to grow up he was always cool always patient yeah. always tolerant really to a to like uh, like really i think he was born that way but I had to people, work.
0: Ugh, I know. God, I've had to I'm work so, so hard. Just those to be people mean, are the worst. They <laughs> are. Born that way. I had to
1: work so hard just to be nice for like an hour a yeah. day. It's so
0: it's I understand. So hard. Very, very well. <laughs> it's a struggle, man. Um, and so, kind of continuing on the uh, the episodes of Happily Demarried, you know, communication an obvious one. Choosing your battles. I think that's a, that's an important element of being in and out of a relationship. Uh, also, people don't generally like to hear you tell them to just let it go, I find. That's one of those <laughs> triggers for most people you're dating when you just, even if that's all you want, when you're like, well, maybe you just let it go. Like, nobody likes to be told that. Uh, that's always going to escalate things immediately. <laughs> and uh, they're not, you know, it's just ensuring they're not going to let it go.
1: You know what my favorite comment ever was? You felt better when you went to the
0: gym. Oh, that's nice. That's like the guy who buys the girl the Peloton bike in the in the commercial. You'll feel better when you're up at six and out of my way and using your bike.
1: You'll feel <laughs> Even better though when you, already you not look fat. like Minka Kelly.
0: Yeah, like I don't. Yeah, that and um, let it. Go. I used to. Yeah, maybe just let. Maybe just let it go. I used to always have this thing with this one girl who I you know, and I'm I'm I will say that. With the exception of one person, I'm generally in contact and friends with all of my uh, exes. And there's one that, that does not surprise me at all. Well, it's just I, I'm kind of like you are with that. And then also, I feel like once you've for the most part, if you've been that close, if you've been, if I've been close enough with somebody to actually refer to them as my girlfriend, it means we're pretty close. And yeah. so they probably know me pretty well. We know each other well. So those are important people to have in your life. And
1: plus, I think that you and I like I wouldn't date someone that I wouldn't be friends
0: with. Exactly, a lot of people would a lot of people have two separate sets of criteria, maybe
1: that's the people that are do that do well,
0: yes, the people will those people that you know they don't <laughs> yeah, they marry for money, they marry because they so are, smart. they're they're really scared that they're gonna be alone and they're not going to get kids or whatever. all g- terrible reasons. um, but I used to always I remember one thing when we'd fight we both drank a ton, and I would always be like, you know what we're gonna do' <laughs> we're going to write all this down. If you still want to fight about it in the morning. And even though I was always right, because none of the things would ever be a thing in the morning. It just never helped the situation. I was like, I was being very like, I'm going to number the things, uh, the grievances. <laughs> I'm going to write them down. If these grievances are still existing in the morning, I will discuss them with you till I'm blue in the face. My God, that's brilliant. Yeah. I mean, because it was always, it was the thing I always knew. You could always tell the kind of things that are coming from a drunk argument or that are actual problems, you know.
1: <laughs> well, it's it's even the tone
0: of voice. I know, it's, it's kind of condescending. That's
1: no that's brilliant.
0: You know, but the other person never did it. Would never play along. <laughs> yeah, because when I want to what when, when I
1: Like I think women are like this where men can be like, Let's talk about that next Monday and women are like, I need to talk about (laughs) it before (laughs) I walk into this extremely irrational I need to talk about it before I walk into this meeting in (laughs) six minutes.
0: (laughs) And (laughs) then they blame you for ruining the meeting. Because once everything
1: like once we wrap up this fight that we've been having for a month, in the next six minutes. Everything will be peaceful.
0: Yeah. You are going to be just Zen at that meeting. Just tra- a picture of tranquility. You're going to be like, I got the promotion. I got the job. What <laughs> are you going to, I got the job. All because we talked it out on my, <laughs> t- on my time scale. I told
1: them you told me to let it go. And <laughs> I thought, it was a crazy
0: <laughs> you know, he asked me a question, you know, how do you, how do you feel yourself contributing to this office? And I was like, maybe you should just let it go. <laughs> Maybe we'd all be better off if you just let it go. I mean, I don't think this needs to really continue to be a topic. And on that note, I think maybe we should hear about our sponsors. Because it's such an appropriate sponsor for this podcast, uh, we are thankful today to have uh, Evan Williams Apple uh, be represented here. Now, Evan Williams is a fairly well-known bourbon that actually I drank plenty of. It's, I think, a more reasonably priced bourbon that's just as good as things that are, you know, $5, $10 more. Where,
1: where are they located?
0: Uh, Kentucky. I mean, that's, I think you have to be in Kentucky to be.
1: Oh, my best friend lives there.
0: In Kentucky? Yeah. Maybe she knows these guys. She does. Yeah? Yep. I'm sure. I think the, it's a pretty well-known brand, but they've now released um, their sort of flavored line. And, and I will say, I think it's pretty obvious that I'm not a flavored liquor kind of guy uh i don't even like cocktails because i don't like stuff in liquor i just think it should be by itself yeah uh so i was actually pretty surprised
1: you strike me maybe you don't even like ice like it gets in the
0: way i don't (laughs) i like ice in my like uh coffee no definitely not When do i like ice well the problem is ice is made of tap water uh, and so it depends on where you are. If like you go to Freeport and have something with ice in it; it's going to start melting into it, and then it's going to taste like Freeport tap water. <laughs> um, so that's something to you know to remember. Is Freeport, yeah,
1: Freeport tap water is not good?
0: It's caca. And I, I like. I guess I like generally like I have ice in my water like when I'm at a restaurant. I don't put ice in my water at home. I guess yeah, I don't put ice in liquor. I certainly don't put ice in wine. Um, but Evan Williams Apple, I will say, I was I was surprised uh, at the the flavor. Actually, tasting like an apple and not just like a Jolly Rancher, like you'd expect these things. Like
1: a fake apple.
0: It's yeah. It wasn't like somebody put an apple in the bottle, but it also wasn't like something that you think should be green. Like right. it was definitely still whiskey colored. Uh, it just had you know, uh it was pretty sweet up front, a little caramelly. I, I I drank it earlier in the day. I felt more appropriate. Uh, <laughs>
1: Maybe
0: apples. I should try. You know? it. <laughs> yeah, you know, maybe, yeah, maybe fall off the wagon with Evan Williams Apple.
1: <laughs> I actually buy a lot of friends bourbon. Like, yeah, it's a good, it's a good gift. It's oh, it's a, good a great gift. gift. Yeah,
0: and we've also our other sponsor uh, is Larceny Bourbon, uh, and they're a, a single barrel, a little higher end uh, than this, but really, really good. We enjoyed that uh, two shows back with Sean Wilkinson. But yeah, Evan Williams Apple. If you like flavored liquor. But you don't want something that's too aggressively sweet. I'm not going to lie. It is sweet. I mean, but again, you're not drinking apple flavored things if you don't want something kind of sweet. Right. As they like to say at Evan Williams, (laughs) it is picked fresh and poured smooth.
1: And drink a lot and drink responsibly.
0: And we are back. Food Coma Podcast Episode 14 with Nellie Edwards, comedian and... Co-creator of the Happily Demarried podcast, um, we were just talking about all things relationship. This is becoming kind of the relationship episode.
1: That's it's kind of ironic.
0: Yeah, don't you think? <clears throat> yeah, I think so too. Yeah, I think there had to be one, and I'm glad that it's with you. you Thank know, you. This is, I think, I think you know, I've just been waiting for the right person to have the relationship <laughs> episode with. <clears throat> you know, just because <laughs> I knew it had to be special. We may not even have to mention McDonald's in this one because I don't think it really fits into the thing, unless you have a good story about anything that happened at McDonald's. At
1: McDonald's, yeah,
0: I mean, we generally mention McDonald's at least once, even though they have nothing to do with anything.
1: Really? Yeah, it's a it's a it's a great date night.
0: Oh yeah? Did you have you been on a date to McDonald's? <laughs> no. You haven't? I don't think I. Would. I don't think I have either, unless you count your parents bringing you there as a date. <laughs> when you're very young (laughs) and you enjoy your chilled apple danish uh with a heisty orange drink and a sausage muffin with egg um
1: i I do the uh quarter pounder but as a big mac i don't like a double burger but i like a quarter pounder but i like it as a big mac
0: now i'm confused so you, you have like big mac accompaniments on so a it's quarter a pounder. Big
1: Mac, but it's made as a quarter pound. So it's a I single like burger, a, Big Mac. I don't like bun burger, bun burger. You bun. know, yes. I'm
0: kind of like the increasingly with you on that. When I make, I can make Big Macs at home at this point. I actually have it nailed. Pretty much got it down. I bet. And in that case, it's good because you can really get a nice like toasty on that middle bun. So it's almost so the texture is nice against the burger patties. But a Big Mac is just very soft. The whole thing is just a very soft sandwich. Well, I put fries on it, like. Okay, so you're very prolific mcdonald's eater you know this is well i don't i don't do it often
1: but when i do yeah
0: it's gonna be the whole name of the game is not to do it often yeah but you put the fries on you have a you have a custom big mac that's got a single patty and then you then you kind of take it back up a notch with the french fries on there yeah like it I'm, i'm pretty fancy that sounds delicious all right well i had no idea that you'd be coming with that um and I, and I know you've actually done you've done some work uh some marketing work for some restaurants i mean you've i've seen plenty of food pics uh you've posted yeah you know th- it's not something you do in an obnoxious fashion but you know it, do you, is that work that you still do i uh, know
1: right now i'm a communications consultant so i do marketing and communications but i do consulting all over and so i uh i yeah i've worked it I've worked for restaurants, you know, like opening, doing their logos, doing their, you know, all the kind of
0: promo stuff.
1: Yeah, and stuff they need, you know, right off the, you know, like branding to to open. You know what I mean? Their menu is they take months to do to make it look like
0: Yeah, people think you just kind of well, as we talked with with Sean Wilkinson on the episode when he yeah. Mike Maine about branding. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a lot of work that goes into that simple design you know so much <laughs> and if you don't think so try to make the simple design yourself and let's see how it looks you know like next to this one
1: but it's also it, you're dealing with 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 chefs and they're really fun to work with
0: they get it. well no. you know what i think that that can go any that can go either way yeah uh for sure like any business really no, i is. think these days it's like you know any business. is that your only experience in restaurants have you worked in any or
1: um i worked at durgan park in boston really by, by uh
0: faneuil hall there
1: yeah i went so i went to bu and graduated and the day after i graduated <laughs> i started waitressing
0: nice because that was really the whole point right i mean that was that was the way you got your degree <laughs> in like, waitressing at durgan i was park. like
1: the third smartest waitress there <laughs> nice
0: <laughs> how long did that career last
1: geez i did it on and off for a long time tons of money yeah. it was a fun place to
0: work yeah. and
1: you know what's weird <laughs> Uh, one of the waitresses I worked with used to do stand-up and I didn't do stand-up. Yeah, I used to perform
0: there. at uh, Fanny Hall at Comedy yeah. Connection.
1: Did you know uh, Sue Costello? No. Okay. So she was a waitress I worked with, but she did comedy as well. And she, uh, I never knew what happened to her. And l- my phone blipped while I was driving and it said, Sue Costello's at Empire in Portland so I bought tickets today. Really? I, I called today? the woman. Yeah. I, oh, well, this is appropriate. It's it's not till February, the <clears throat> yeah, show. Yeah, but, but this but happened today. It happened today. And so I called, uh, I texted the woman that I worked with there, who I love. She's the only other person who, who read books that worked at Durga Park. So <laughs> she and I, her dad owned the place. It was like, <laughs> it, it, you know, all these Irish guys. But she and I yeah. are going. Irish guys hate reading books. They do. <laughs> um, they love oh. drinking, though. They sure do. This guy would slide down the stairs sometimes up. From the kitchen,
0: <laughs> like on fun. like bum bump bump stairs, or like on a railing.
1: It was stairs. It was um. They were kind of greasy because it was coming. It was like steam coming up. Oh, I mean, no, I you can do you know? Do you I know can, durgan Park? Yes, it was, I can
0: imagine everything having kind of a greasy texture. There. Yeah, it
1: was four stories, and it was
0: so fun. Yeah, All, it is really big. Yeah, I've, I've only been to kind of like the bottom one.
1: Yeah, free shift drink. Everyone was. It was crazy place to work. It was it's fun, right? Yeah, a lot of Southie. It was fun, but my that that friend is going to uh, come to Empire. She's coming up from See, Boston. The, We're gonna b- go. Made
0: the big time, Portland, yeah. Maine. <laughs> right <laughs> you on. Know? Yeah, hell yeah, girl. Um,
1: yeah, restaurants are. Uh, yeah, I would say don't don't work there.
0: That's <laughs> sound advice. You, you're you're full of good advice. But that's the one thing I, I trust your advice, and I, you know, I can't I can't deny it. I feel like maybe maybe you're right. Now, it's a
1: tough. It's uh, you know, as everyone says, it's a it's a tough business. And you know what? You get handed a wad of cash every night. It's a tough night. racket. Yeah, if you if don't I get. Had, but the thing
0: is, you don't get handed a wad of cash every night anymore. You get like your charge tips on a paycheck and shit like that. You get taxed, and like know. a lot of times, you're you only get cash if you do cash sale. It's like all kinds. It's all fucked up now. Oh, it is. It's not a pocketful of cash anymore. There's, you're not allowed to generally have shift drinks for free anymore at most of these I mean, there's obviously some that are still out there. Um, oh, it's we a had, much more regimented, uh, it's much more of a mainstream
1: oh, that business stings. now. It's yeah, very, we had shift different. drinks.
0: Oh, yeah, I'm sure you did. I mean, yeah, you worked with all Irish guys, I'm sure.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was mostly wasn't. women. There was very few male yeah.
0: waiters there. They were tough. That was always the environment I preferred to be in. In most restaurants, yeah, I'm like if the less other guys I have to work with, maybe there's two that are cool, and then I always prefer to work with. Yeah, because you're a guy
1: that like gets along with women. You're just Better like that. than
0: men general. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I I, I, lo- I love men. Don't get me wrong. I'm way into men, but uh, <laughs> I just <laughs> you know I'm just wicked into men. Uh, <laughs> now I now I was reading something in your bio. Was this true about this? You like went to run some shop in Greece and dated a. Or is that something you made up for Oh fun?
1: You know what, my ex loves that story. So he he's a writer. So he wrote yeah. that bio, and I yeah. just laughed at it. But yes, I did. Um, when I was 22, I moved to Greece because the beer is different there than it is here. It's a lot
0: of lager. I, I spent some time in Greece, and yeah, it wasn't. It's all pretty light. Stella. That's where yeah. I discovered Stella. Yeah, Hella's Hella's lager. Stella. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think.
1: But I dated a british ex-convict soccer hooligan nice yeah so that was smart it was a good i
0: mean i don't know whatever
1: yeah it was a bad idea but <laughs>
0: <laughs> where were you in
1: greece i was on an island in the cyclades called noxos i lived yeah, there for no, like no, a year funny. and a half nice i it's... learned a lot it was cool it was it was
0: well it sounds like this guy is like good you know if you needed somebody you know beat up it seems like he'd be into that kind of thing and was, you never know because you know greek guys can be pretty he wasn't uh, pretty greek ag- he was no, but i'm saying other greek men can be very aggressive so you know this guy could step in and yeah I'm not saying you're not capable but you know it helps to put back up
1: you know, no Sunker, I'm, fully, I'm fully into that yeah. like nobody's ever beat somebody else up for me but I'm, oh, still, Dan, I'm I'm only uh, I'm only 49. Dan, I mean, there's
0: still time for you to kick somebody's ass for knowing. I don't we'll want Dan out. to. I want now, my I, boyfriend to. Yeah, I want Dan to. Then you have a <laughs> podcast about it. Dan, we're gonna figure out who whose ass you're gonna kick. We're gonna let you know about that by the end.
1: <laughs> Dan only like dislikes <laughs> one person, and like the, oh, can
0: we get that person's ass kicked?
1: I don't know who, what their name is, but it's like from like middle
0: school. Like oh, he, never, I hate this person too. He, <laughs> So I'm with you, man. I think you should kick the shit out of this guy. Is what I think. Make Uh, sure Nellie's around.
1: No, no, no. It can't just be me around. It has to be four. Make sure
0: your kids are there too.
1: Has to be like. Just don't
0: lose the fight if your kids are there.
1: Don't you think that would be great if somebody like it's a very like
0: oh if somebody beat up somebody for you
1: yeah yeah totally totally that's like I mean it happens in the movies all the time
0: but it does mm -hmm. and it seems like it's like the you you know it. You want to act like it's really barbaric, but then you know it's like in True Romance when Clarence goes and kills Gary Oldman, uh, and he comes back yeah. and Patricia Arquette's like, "You think she's going to yell at him?" But then she's like, "That was so romantic," <laughs> just because he shot Drexel in the face a few times and then the other guy and the other guy and.
1: The trouble with my relationships if I start if I start dating someone new, the the last one's like, "Thank you."
0: Yeah. <laughs> Here's her stuff. <laughs> yeah. They're not beating them up. No. No. I've been really wanting her to get this shit out of the basement. I've actually moved it like seven times. Um, The pile, I'll be honest, has got smaller each time. I've sort of selectively been throwing things away that I don't think she needs. Um, But here, yeah. Here are all her magazines.
1: Dude. Seriously, Dan did. He was. He had to finish the front of his house, and he would slowly bring stuff I do yeah, I
0: know. It's like, it's that power he, of suggestion. You're he like, was
1: so nice to me. Yeah. And you know what he'd say? No, because he knew I was going to lose it. And he's like, no, I'm going to pile what you can handle right in your mudroom. Whatever you don't want, I promise I'll take to the dump. Just leave it. And, like, who's that nice? Like, I've yeah. left this stuff in his house for
0: eight years. Yeah, I was, like, in movies... I've never seen it happen. I love in movies when guys are getting their shit thrown out the window. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> really you know, I've always did. wanted that to happen to me. It never has. Um, <laughs> I just wanted to come home and have somebody freak out and start throwing my, my clothes out the window. <laughs> I'm Because I'm not sure how I would react. I'd be like, hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. <laughs> getting them dirty. <laughs> I think it would be
1: hard. I just got those cleaned. <laughs> I think it would be hard to recognize my own stuff. Yeah. I'd be like, I'm kind of slow. So it would so be he throws like, out his own oh my stuff. God, yeah. I have those pants.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'll just go into his, I think these are his socks. We'll throw some of those on the lawn. Um, yeah. That never has. I don't think.
1: It happens Sometimes in TV. the movies they come
0: home and their shit's already on the lawn and sometimes they get to witness it going out the window. So see, you want to get, you want somebody to kick somebody's ass for you and I want somebody to throw all my shit out a window. Uh, we can dream joe you know that's what makes that's what separates us from a lot of people we're still able to dream we're still able to have hope um (laughs) other topics of happily demarried this one's really interesting meet the mediator so you actually had your your marriage counselor we did come on the show she was
1: she was amazing
0: she's a good sport
1: She's a she's a great sport, but she she dealt with us. We were her longest. She'd been doing it for 27 years and we were her longest customer. Really? Yeah. It took us a really long time because of me. Um,
0: I think you're I, I think you're piling a lot of stuff up on top. of
1: you. Yeah, well, I think it, the uh, really traumatic part about about divorce is not so much the spouse, but really what to do with the kids and the yeah. thought of really what happened to me when, when we really like split everything up and it's usually 50, 50, if you know, you're both cool. Um, what do you do those three nights? Like I wouldn't have kids mm-hmm. three nights. And that's when I like, uh, I kind of lost, I lost it. Yeah. Um, but that mediator, she was, she's the coolest. She's, she's, um, she's like really, you know, those people that are really good. Like it, it, it you know, they're lawyers, but it's not just like law. Like these people don't have feelings. She's like slowly went over everything. Cause there's so much stuff you got to yeah. figure out and like, who's going to insure the kids and yeah, who's going to, and she, she told us the best thing we ever did, which we did with the kids for our whole divorce was Wednesday nights. We split, we each got a kid. Yeah. Um. So they, because she said the biggest complaint of, that divorced kids have like middle school kids is that they don't get to be alone with each parent anymore. Right. And those nights, like there was no one else there, but, but each of us with the kids, like it was rare that I like, you wouldn't have someone else like a boyfriend or you wouldn't do You would just hang out with them. And we did that for nice. Yeah. Seven or eight years. It was awesome.
0: It sounds, I mean, it sounds Unless you like both go to of-
1: Romeo's, and then
0: you're like, <laughs> mm. but it's Yarmouth, so yeah, you know, Slim Pickens. <laughs> there's a good chance you end up at Romeo's <laughs> or Pats, because you know that's fine. But those places are plenty big. You can act like they're just not there. Yeah, but I think I think it'd be uh, healthy if more people did that. I mean,
1: oh, mediators great. You have to pay for it but it helps you do all the financial stuff without making it emotional and a lot of people get emotional about money and emotional about
0: well, money is a lot of oftentimes changes everything friendships relationships once that comes into play because that's why you don't discuss i hate discussing money ever really even with like employers <laughs> i like to be like you know what can we have this discussion once and you just promised me it doesn't change. So we have to talk about it again.
1: I hate money discussions. Yeah. My boyfriend asked me the other day, like, what's your problem? And I just am like,
0: <sighs> I hate it. It's just such a it's yeah, because it's like either it's an uncomfortable situation or discussion or it's one person or something. some people like to talk about how much they have <laughs> and make you feel but you know, it's, it's
1: also value. It, yeah. Like, I don't feel valuable. Like, I would pay fifteen dollars for that cup of coffee I have in the morning. like the value of it is that's like i don't care like with you. value is very what what something's valued at and what it's worth like you know i've been to a therapist that i'm like you're not even worth nine (laughs) dollars
0: yeah and they're like 190 well it's funny i think at the same person from going from the 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 braggart my least favorite kinds of people in the entire world are are cheap people um (laughs) i hate them more than i hate like violent and abusive people uh i I just really and i'm not talking about frugal there's a difference between frugal and cheap yeah like if you're somebody that maybe doesn't want to have you know doesn't want to spend 15 dollars on a cup of coffee and you're perfectly happy not doing that and you like saving money and you like doing this and that that's great yeah but if you're somebody who's always out scheming and just trying to kind of like you know, maneuver and spend less and get away with spending less. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like people who don't tip well, people who who are comfortable using coupons, you know, like, I <laughs> exactly. just can't do it i'm I like you're gonna really sick. present a 10 percent off coupon in a restaurant like it's that important to you to save 10 percent that you're going to be seen in public using this people <laughs> buy groupons living socials i don't know if those are still a thing anymore but i'm like i you know they'd be like you want to go out i have a group on this place i'm like absolutely not I'm like you couldn't pay me to go to this place with you and watch you use that groupon and have it associated with me no <laughs> way in fucking hell put that fucking groupon away i will pay for dinner <laughs> And you can go group on by yourself sometime.
1: Oh my God, that's what I'm like. I think
0: back in the day it was the dine around card.
1: Yeah. You know, it was on TV. I get the the less
0: expensive entree for free if I am like, ooh, God, you're the worst. You can have the old scallops. Yeah, it's not even, yeah, it's it's just, I don't know. Like that's the money stuff where I'm like, that would literally make me the opposite of aroused watching somebody. Yeah use one of those you know like it's just that would be kind of it i think "Eh." dan
1: and i would have like it would have been a really different friendship after we weren't married anymore if one of us was like filthy rich but
0: i would have taken care of it meant you were you'd be half filthy rich if that were the case i don't know (laughs) it doesn't work like that anymore oh it doesn't you don't just get, get money anymore when you get divorced no
1: that's that's on tv you do but yeah. in real life i think no. you and i
0: yeah i think my a lot of my things come from tv
1: i think because like <laughs> like like i think everything is like well it's just like one day at a time yeah
0: and i think stars they're just like us <laughs> you know they go to the mailbox they get half of each other's money when they get divorced i just thought that was a thing
1: <laughs> they're just like us. <laughs> they're just like us
0: i don't know <laughs> <laughs> so you didn't get any money from your divorce i thought you're supposed to get money
1: um uh, my alimony i did get alimony okay. it's
0: it's a dollar a year oh nice just to say it's something
1: and it's great because sometimes dan won't he he will have forgotten and i like in front just keep, of the kids keep a tab going yeah in front of the kids i'm like uh two you bucks. haven't you haven't paid me alimony for this year or last year and he, write, he wrote me a check
0: for two dollars
1: yeah i, I have them on a bulletin board Like my alimony payments.
0: So I think more what you're talking about is like maybe he's remarried somebody who was filthy rich afterwards.
1: No, no, no. I'm just talking about like, I think it's different for people who when they get divorced, there's a lot of money and houses and all that. Like Dan and I had a pretty simple life. And even, well, if you base
0: your whole relationship on monetary or on material things. Why I get divorced if he's if, rich? <laughs> well, exactly. If you That's why you started to begin with. You have to be pretty bad. And I've seen guys who are still pretty bad. And people stay in because they don't want to lose that part of it. Um, I got to say,
1: I don't really like. I, I don't really. I've never really liked anyone that's really rich. As much as you don't like grouponing, I really don't.
0: Yeah. Well, I do like, ter- There's just as many cheap rich people. Right, but they they
1: talk about it. Like, it's all they talk about. And it's like, I don't really want to talk about money ever. I just turns me off. I will spend it, but I'm not going to talk about it. Yeah, like
0: I couldn't agree more.
1: I have no idea how much money I spend. If somebody has my credit card and they're using it, I wouldn't know.
0: No, I often just don't even know what's on my card. I don't know if it's going to (laughs) work. It's like, I'm assuming (laughs) I get paid on Fridays, and then I don't know what's going to happen. We'll see what happens. We'll just see what happens. But at the same time, it's not going to make me tip any less. Same. <laughs> you know? I have never tipped less than
1: 20% unless the guy just like throws up on my plate. But yeah. I am always, right. I always well, Sometimes if you get
0: really bad service, it's almost better to tip, agreed like obscenely. Because when I was a server, if I was, if I knew I was being kind of a dick and kind of dropped the ball. If somebody left me a really good tip, that'd make me feel a lot worse than if they left me a shitty tip because mm-hmm. that would make it even more like, oh, like they were nice people, <laughs> you know, like because you almost justify your opinion of them. They leave you a shitty tip. You're like, well, good. We just ended it how we had the whole time and our things didn't change. But you really throw that curveball and you get horrible service. And yeah,
1: but I tip. also think restaurants, uh, like if it's if they're doing badly, it's not the server's fault. And also I do the same thing yeah. with servers that I do with my kids. I don't take it personally if they're having if, if she's just having a crappy night like she's having a crappy night. I I gotta say, this is me like being like really inappropriate or sexist or something. I hate when I get a waiter. I, I think men suck at waiting oh, tables. Okay. They're, they're
0: just like they're waitrons now. By the way,
1: is that what they're called? Yes. Well, I'm sorry, all <laughs> of you waitrons. Like I rarely, I guess at Fourth Street, I've had great ones, but.
0: Yeah, I that's just, a different they, league, the, though. It,
1: I think waitressing is maternal. I think it's you're like you're caring and feeding these people, like, uh, right. and, and not that men can't do that, but women are like
0: we. The meanest feed servers you. I've ever dealt with have, have been male. I mean, I'm not saying that this hasn't. There have been some females that have been pretty ornery, but yeah, I mean, there's a certain level of aggression when a male server's hungover or just got broken up with, or yeah, just can't handle himself anymore because he's 40 and still works in restaurants. and That's all he knows how to do it, but doesn't want to do it anymore. But that's the only job he can get now.
1: Yeah, but I'm just talking about, like, even the nice ones, like, they're just bad at it. You know, they're just. I don't
0: know. I don't know. We'll call that an agree to disagree. I think there is. I was the best server that's ever lived, by the way. Yeah, but you're Uh, different. Yeah, but I'm male. But the best. Just the best. I was a natural for until I didn't want to do it anymore. Then I was the worst. How many restaurants should you uh, forty-five. You did not. I did over a twenty-one year period. Uh, I would always work. Uh, I'd usually have three jobs at a time, like two shifts each yep. places between Chicago, Portland, Boston. I mean, Southern Maine. Um, yeah, I uh, yeah, I worked in. I, I figured it out. I worked in forty-five restaurants. Wow,
1: what was I, the best? What was your favorite?
0: Uh, Miyaki in Portland when it was the original Miyaki and the old the small building on Spring Best Street. to work there or best food? Both actually best experience all around best food
1: that's good to hear I and that was in the middle place. of my career
0: that was like 2009 era I, I mean i loved working at nightclubs in chicago because i got a lot of free drugs and all that but that was a very different that was a very dark period perks perks yeah i'd rather have my perks be like you know <laughs> you make money you get fed great food than you have like an unlimited supply of cocaine i think that is <laughs> just more because i was you know i spent made Sometimes a lot of money i hear
1: that stuff kills you that's eventually oh my god if
0: i did a line right now i'd probably have a panic attack for like three hours like i'd literally <laughs> just immediately go into panic attack mode and i'd probably go to the er like, i would <laughs>
1: totally no i'd call nine one one like right when you were starting yeah i would
0: just be like joe's doing coke <laughs> this is preemptive i haven't done coke in such a long time because yeah i think that i'm just way too in my head now but, but you know when you you know you're 21 you're 20 obviously it's a it's really fun. and and, like and you make a lot of that's when you did make fistfuls of cash, but you'd, you'd make a fistful of cash. But by the time you get home, we'd have three bills, and one of them was rolled up. <laughs> in your see, pocket, I never you know?
1: did it because I was so crazy just drinking. But the whole I,
0: point of cocaine is the only reason I did cocaine is because it made me be able to drink 10 times more than I already could.
1: Right. But I could not. I, I just couldn't bring myself to do it. And I mean, it's not was plenty. Say, I don't think I anybody just,
0: really has regrets like that. Oh, I wish I just done some more cocaine, you know, like damn it. said nobody ever. <laughs> like, I think you're that's a good thing. You yeah. Know? I, don't I just think you need to go back. No, and, I
1: knew I was crazy. Even then I just I just thought I could I had it like, you know, I had it
0: handled. Crazier people to me tend to do more drugs. Like tend to be more inclined to do it uh, because it just it makes you even more like uninhibited and and sort of out there. I mean, it's it's a pretty and I liked it because it's a drug like alcohol where it, you, it's not like you're taking a pill and it's like eight hours you got to deal with now. Like you need it every 20 minutes need. Really? And yeah. Oh, yeah. And you you do a ton of it, but it's just like. But you also know sort of when it's wearing off, when it's back up. When you know it's, it's it's like constant maintenance, almost basically like having a drink. It's not like you're committing to like like I said, taking acid or or whatever. Uh, so it's almost like you know, you could just go really, really, really hard, and then when you finally like ran out, just like really pump up the drink to pass out, and and then you know you can get up and do another line. To no, wake up. I
1: never did it because the people around me that did it, like. it doesn't make you
0: a good person
1: no but they they just lost everything so quickly like young people like jobs boyfriends apartments in like three months gone all their money gone and i was like geez you know i'm crazy and i like i drink booze like if i do that there's no there's no
0: it's not cheap no i couldn't do it yeah it adds up but like i said again it's like eh. That was all so long. You know, I yeah. mean, I've obviously done it here and there. I think the last time I ever did it I was like probably five, six years ago. And that was And before that had been like three, you know, it'd been a mm-hmm. while. So but I think I still have a never ending drip in my nose because of all. Well, <laughs> because <laughs> I think I'm still damaged from my early 20s. I don't think I've ever not had a cold. We're, we're all damaged. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll take it. You know, like me and my septum. Uh, <laughs> so. I like the topics of happily de-married. Dan be, does them all. He's, he's a really they're, good... They're smart. Yeah, he's I good. like them. How to deal with an awful ex is that... I'm assuming that's not you talking about each other, or is it?
1: Well, Dan jokes that it is. Ah. But no, I don't think either of us are awful exes for each other. And it's not like it's like Shangri-La all the time. It's not like I don't piss no. him off and he doesn't piss me off, but it's just short-lived and, you know, raising teenagers is 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 tough um but the awful ex thing that's when you're kind of in my eyes an awful ex it's not about money it's not about anything else but it's about uh, when you when you paint a bad picture of the guy you were in love and had a kid with Mm -hmm. because most of the time that kid is half the dad and half the mom so you're really like no matter what how much a kid separates from their parents and says, I'm nothing like them. And did it, you know, like we all do as teenagers, whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm a lot like my mom because she's my mom. Like Mm -hmm. it's just what happens biologically. But if, if you like bat you know, bash your ex, you're bashing your kid and, and they still spend half their time. I mean, mostly really, it's pretty uncommon that you, you, it's, it's usually 50 50 is the, is the custody split. Yeah. So why make why make them question anything about themselves?
0: Right. It's usually people who are just really bitter. But really it's not good to bad mouth anybody because even when like when you're just regular dating somebody and you break up with them and then you say all these things about them to your friends and then you get back together with them. <laughs> That's the worst because you're like, well, you know, because they're oh like, well, didn't God. you say that she and I'm like, well, I mean, I did say that uh, just, in the heat of the moment. I, I may have said some stuff um, as a practice. <laughs> I have long since uh, ceased to do. Uh, Dude, I think in my 20s, I figured that out. I was like, OK, when you say things, people remember them. <laughs> and that is when you, so
1: good. Yeah, that's that's um, I'm. I'm very familiar with that because then you're like out to dinner and the person you, you were talking to, you know, for three hours about
0: what a, what a horrible person (laughs) she is. Absolutely. And And I've had to go the other way too, where I'm the one being talked to. And then they get (laughs) back together and I'm like, see, I can't look at this person anymore because I know about them because you told me about them. (laughs) And what am I supposed to do? Unhear it. I can't unhear what you said.
1: So very good advice I've heard. Actually this for my brother That you never, ever, when that person is like, like bad mouthing them, you don't join them because they might marry them. They might, you know what I mean? When someone is bashing their ex or bashing their whatever, you, you never join in because,
0: you know. Well, now you're part of the whole thing. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, Because you
1: listen, but then he, they end up marrying him. You can act like you forgot. Yeah. and, And you can act like you forgot, but also it you know she'll be like oh my god you said all this stuff about him and she can say that but you can't you know like i hated him since the day you met him like you know you can't
0: there's lots of little rules like that yeah certain people you can talk well you've talked about the whole thing with your brother (laughs) like i can talk about him but you can't yeah like yeah this is this this social etiquette yeah oh god (laughs) relationships are exhausting
1: They are. There's, and there's all different types. Like there's all different types of relationship, not just a romantic relationship. Um, uh, I'm, yeah, it's, you know, parent, sibling, being, you know, being uh, like, you know, you're, you're a son.
0: I it's am. I just try dude. to alienate everybody in my life that way I don't have to deal with any of them. You know, I, I can just they're all on a need to know basis. <laughs> I spend, just let you know. <laughs> I spend an unusual amount of time alone. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's, you know. Yeah. I like to isolate. <laughs> yeah, and, it's and, fun. Uh, yeah, it is fun. I enjoy my own company sometimes and <laughs> sometimes I hate it. <laughs> you know? I do
1: laugh a lot by myself though, which I think yeah. is yes. either either I'm insane or I'm really Like, healthy. It's the sign
0: of something is really funny, I think, that's actually funny if you laugh at it when you're alone or you're really stoned or whatever. But, like, you know, I think if you're watching a movie and something makes you laugh without somebody else in the room, I feel like it means it's funnier.
1: Oh, I make myself laugh like in the car. Like I really. Oh,
0: I, I I just talk in different accents constantly in the car. I have to have music on because I scream like an insane person. I go from like New Zealand to like Scottish to like just gibberish <laughs> noise to squeaky noises. Like I I talk like an insane person in the car.
1: That should be your podcast. You should just be uh, oh in God. the car
0: in the car with Joe. That would be. That would literally be something that they would have to give to like people. It'd be like a weird treatment for something. <laughs> instead like,
1: of electroshock Yeah, therapy. it would be
0: yeah, instead of a frontal lobotomy. We're going <laughs> to listen to Joe in the car for an hour. We don't let him listen to music. And because I have the music on, I sing at the top of my lungs in the car. And I listen to music at like ear bleeding volumes. And that way That's I can't what I do. hear my own inner voices. Yeah, but we have a lot in voices, common. Yeah. Those
1: inner voices that you have to like, you have to do something louder now that.
0: Now that we know that our phones are listening, that's the worst. You know, it's all about the inner voices now. Oh, I know, but I say some pretty bad stuff sometimes. Yeah. Like Alexa can like, (laughs) I
1: I work right now. I work in a place and I work next to the cybersecurity guys. You know, it's a big open office and they're like, you don't have an Alexa. And I'm like, I've got like four (laughs) and they're like, they can hear you. And I'm like, If they're that bored, like, my life is so dull.
0: (laughs) I remember, it was kind of amazing, our mutual friend, uh, Erin, I, one time... Who
1: we both, I love her. Yes, we both love her. I
0: passed out on her couch one time, passed out pretty hard, and she had passed out in her... Bedroom, which are kind of, you know, a little bit apart. And at like 4.30 in the morning.
1: In the house she's in now? Yes. And at
0: 4.30 in the morning, Alexa, who was in the kitchen, something started happening. And both of us like simultaneously from each room like, Alexa, shut the fuck up. (laughs) And and then it stopped, (laughs) which was amazing. I was like, oh, this thing is, this thing is quite the, uh..." but it was just really funny. Like both of us, like it was absolutely simultaneous and we were pretty far apart. But it was just, yeah, Alexa started really uh, causing trouble. And we had to put it in her place.
1: Yeah. When my uh, when when Gus was young and we first got an Alexa, he tried to make it like say bad things. And he figured out (laughs) that if you um, said anything as a song, they'd repeat it. So he'd say, Alexa, play What's the Texture of a Horse Penis like like cuz he would he kept asking what's right. the texture It'd of be horse, like and I it, can't
0: find texture of horse penises like it,
1: it would no it wouldn't repeat the it wouldn't she wouldn't say it back she'd go I don't know the answer I don't know the answer but when he said Alexa play like it's a song yep. she couldn't she couldn't find that song
0: but she and she would be like I can't find a horse, texture I can't of a horse find penis. the texture of right.
1: a horse penis in your playlist. And, yeah, and he was really excited. That's
0: cause... pretty exciting to, to, to really uh, cheat the system like that. You <laughs> know, to, that's that kid's gonna, you know.
1: <laughs> if she CIA, CIA I would, material, I would love it if she had answered.
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah, like you're a horse penis. A <laughs> horse penis, you—that'd <laughs> be, that'd be my preferred. <laughs> I would love it, to preload it. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, to find some way to, like, be in the other room and be speaking through the Alexa. I feel like it'd be a lot of effort.
1: It would be great, But though. it'd
0: be pretty great, though. It's like this possessed Alexa. <laughs> it just says terrible things. But Basically, Alexa just all of a sudden, for an hour uncontrollably, is me in the car, and you can't turn it off. <laughs> or down. And it's just like... It's possessed, and it does it at three in the morning every night. <laughs> you can't stop it.
1: It is listening. That's what they said. People sit and listen.
0: I think that they're. I think that they're actually pretty transparent about that. That the Alexa is listening. That is so creepy. Yeah, I think that they are now. I think. think they're their pretty phones, much I think just phones. Kinda...
1: I think phones do too. So no one in yeah. our cybersecurity department, like they don't even have like. They only have flip phones.
0: Yeah. ooh, I do miss my Razer phone. That was a kick-ass phone. The best time of my life, the best period of my life, I had a Razor phone and I had singular instead of AT&T. And boy, was I happy. You know, <laughs> I had service. I had a durable phone that I could hear people on when I wanted to make a phone call. I didn't have to play on the Internet on it. I got to do other things like drink and have sex and eat food, you know, I got to do all these other things. But when you
1: when you drop it, it the face wouldn't break, it's well, made of yes. glass. Like let's no. make something that's my, the supposed to be had the
0: red razor. Uh actually I had two razor phones over my career with razors. One was black and one was red. But before AT&T bought singular, those were the days. The good yeah. old, the good, the golden years.
1: My phone has robbed me of just years of my life oh
0: my god it's it's it is, and it's like you don't want to be one of those people that like won't shut the fuck up about it but like it is kind of crazy
1: my eyesight it's taking my eyesight my brain power Yeah,
0: like when you're reading in the dark at the end of the night for like two hours and your eyes have been hurting for at least an hour but you just keep going like an insane person and then you yeah
1: yeah i try to i used to read (laughs) a lot of books and i try to read books now and i'm like this is so not shiny
0: yeah i think the key is sometimes you gotta like Put the phone out of reach. Have a book within reach.
1: I do, but what I really have to do is uh, I have to plug it in on the counter in the kitchen. Oh, so true. Yeah. And then I might do something like I, I do read books, but you know I listen to a lot of books now because
0: I do that in the car uh, again to quiet the voices. But I find something extremely comforting about reading, actually reading books. Yeah. Even if, even if while I'm reading them if my mind my add is like fully in effect and i've i've been thinking about something else for the past eight pages and i don't even know what i just read i still find it comforting just to be you, doing it
1: i think you and i might have the same uh, parents
0: yeah i don't think that you and i should ever date i think that would be a shit show that would redefine <laughs> it would be although who knows we, we could have just enough in common it would be ADD, D. <laughs> A D D. Nellie's always the DD. Although sometimes when I'm, yeah, I don't need a DD.
1: There, there was be a lot. Of, yeah, I have definitely have I mean, I like read book, listen to a book, cook, and drive at the same time. Like I yeah. need
0: to like. I really, yeah, that's one thing I really want to curb is like looking at my phone while while driving. I, I'm pretty good about not doing it. But every now and then there's like
1: I I have this app that makes it shut off.
0: Yeah, I use it. I use like it just does it on its own anyway. You can put it in driving mode, like do not disturb. Yeah. But even if it's like changing a song or something, you know, it's like, but I just try to forget it's there. And there's lots of hands-free things now. But I mean, I know yeah. this is a really interesting topic for this podcast yeah, about how to not use your phone. I started it. Oh. <laughs> I started it by by my with my love letter to my Razor phone. <laughs> You know, and I and I stand by it. And I think that's actually a a perfect uh, jumping off point, I think, to uh, wrap things up, you know, razor phones and and safety. Uh, (laughs) That's really the the relationship episode has to end as such. Yeah.
1: There's no way to have a safe relationship.
0: No, there's not. Because that would be wicked boring.
1: But you know what? Be all in. Uh, Be present, be present, but be all in. Like if it's not like, fuck, yeah. Then just leave them alone. Do you know what I mean? Like if, I do, if, or if have that not... talk.
0: Don't be afraid to have that talk. If you know it's not working for you, that's right. the worst thing you can do. Is is bottle up those emotions and not, and just feel bad and don't want to have the talk. That's the worst, and then it just gets worse and worse. Right. And worse. Remember
1: that bumper sticker? It was like so Massachusetts. Like you gotta wanna or something like that. Nope,
0: but it is. Very, it makes sense. Very you gotta wanna.
1: If you don't wanna, then don't.
0: Yeah. You know what I mean? If you don't want it, it is literally the biggest waste of time in the entire world. Right. Absolutely. Well, huh. it was not a waste of time. Entertaining. And this was
1: absolutely
0: so much fun. Friday night,
1: Yarmouth, Maine. I just left It's Hanif- like, for- what,
0: 10 degrees outside? 5 degrees?
1: Might be 8 at this yeah. point.
0: So, so these are our nights that it might be okay to be in a relationship. But... Uh, I want to thank Nellie Edwards for uh, coming on our show. Uh, again, she is a comedian. And if you want to check her podcast out, it is, uh, is it happilydemarried.com. It is. Yeah. Check it out. The episodes are a very entertaining. Actually, they're a pretty quick listen, too. They're not. No, under, they're like they 10 minutes because we're,
1: like we're not that interesting. We're not as interesting <laughs> as you I Joe. think that
0: you get it done, you know. I also want to thank our sponsors, uh, Evan Williams Bourbon in there, and c- congratulate them on rolling out the apple flavor, and if you like apples and you like bourbon, well, I'll tell you, uh, breakfast is served. Uh, <laughs> this has been the Fukuma Podcast.